Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Folks, welcome back to the Anthony Gordon Show. So in, in many ways, the guest that we have on the show today, Rabbi Yitzhak Frankfurter, the editor-in-chief of one of the leading publications, which is, while it's focused primarily uh, on the Orthodox Jewish community, has really had a profound effect on um, a number of different communities has become um, a sort of a leading thought piece, has been cited um, in a number uh, of different publications uh, across, uh, across the world. It was even included in a tweet by the former president of the United States. In, in many ways, and I'm not sure, Rabbi Frankfurt, if you know this, we'll get into it during the show, that some of the discussions we had a few years ago was somewhat of the genesis of the Anthony Gordon Show. So let me start by welcoming you, Rabbi Yitzhak Frankfurt. It's a real pleasure and an honor. Welcome to the Anthony Gordon Show. Thank you so much, Anthony, for asking me um, on this very, very busy day to take off some time to speak with you. And I very much appreciate our friendship. Likewise. And our ongoing relationship. And um, I couldn't say no to you. And so and very, very, I'll give you, just for our, for our listeners, a sense uh, of perhaps what a good, what a, first a good man and a good friend Rabbi Frankfurt is in the context of uh, the Jewish year, uh, to ask the editor in chief of a leading publication to take time out uh, a few weeks before Passover, which is, you know, the flagship edition uh, in the the few hours before uh, uh, the Sabbath speaks volumes. So I think that what I'd like to first get a sense of. Um, Reb Yitzchak is the following, because I want to give our listeners a context. Can you give us a little bit about the genesis of Ami magazine, uh, you know, how it started, but also I think if, if we take us back to a little bit about your background, um, you know, your, through your formative years until you cut the ribbon for Ami magazine, give a sense of setting the context of the, the discussion I'd like to have with you. All right. That's a very, very loaded question. <laughs> Um, I don't know if that, the answer to that question will probably take up most of our time today. Um, but I'll try to give you a little bit of a background. Um, I don't have a journalistic, journalistic background per se. Um, I have been in business most of my life, yep. meaning after I finished yeshiva. Um, I've been in business. Um, my wife was, was the editor of Mishpacha magazine. Yep. And I was a writer. I am a writer. Um, I would always like to write. And I landed for her a few major scoops, interview scoops, when she was in Mishpacha magazine. Good. 
And interestingly, if I, if I may say, the publisher of our competition, Mishpacha Magazine, I listened to an interview of his a couple of weeks ago. He mentioned the interviews that I had landed for him as one of his um, you know, top achievements. So that was very, I was very proud to hear that. Wow, that's a tremendous <laughs> Because compliment. I was able to interview the Satan Rebbe at the time that I was there, as well as Rabbi Schechter, Rabbi Herschel wow. Schechter. Sure. And I would say they're from the Orthodox community, they would probably be one would somebody one would say from the right to the left. So I was able to do that. And I, my vision at that time, my, my vision has evolved. But when, at that time, when I was doing this, um, my vision was, and I shared this with the publishers of right. magazine, but I wanted to take it to, to new heights and to different levels, um, was to have a publication okay. that would appeal to exactly what our name is, Ami, to Am Yisrael, right. to the Jewish community. And I okay. say to the broad Jewish community, I wouldn't even narrow it down to Orthodox and certainly not to Haredi or to sure. modern Orthodox. I really wanted something that would appeal to every Jewish person. One of the reasons I want to tell you something, when we chose the name Ami, of course, Ami means in Hebrew, Ami, my nation, which is from 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 the Bible, uh, right? Nachmu, Nachmu, Ami. We know, we all know that. Um, so, Ami is really represents Kol Yisrael. Yep. But it was more than that. We also felt, and this was a vision which I never, I thought it was a wild dream, not even a vision. Yep. Was that we we're going to be quoted by the greater, greater media? So we wanted to make sure that we have a name that will not be difficult to pro, to to pronounce by any English speaking person. So Very we didn't have. Any chus sound like <laughs> no, we don't want to have that sound because we know that English speakers usually stumble upon a chus sound. Right. So we wanted something that will sound easy for every person to be able to relate to. So we chose the name Ami, which also, which of course, as I said before, which is Ami, which means in French, my friend. Um, <laughs> it also means my nation, um, but also that it should be something which was, as I said something that everybody can can like. And very shortly thereafter, after our founding, I know I'm jumping ahead. No, no, this is good. We were, we were quoted by the AP News, um, by, by so many general um, news outlets. I was so surprised by that. And I always said, and this is another thing, which I may be jumping ahead because you asked me a very broad question. So I'll answer very broadly. The answer is broad as you want. One of the things that I always believed, and I'm going to tell you this, one of the things I always believed, not believed, but continue to believe and continue to speak up about, that to be a religious person yeah, and to be a, an Orthodox person, to be an Orthodox Jewish person, mm -hmm. does not mean that you don't have to sacrifice your intelligence to be that. On the contrary, you have to be a very intelligent person to yep. really appreciate what religion is all about. You have to be a very intelligent person to really appreciate what Orthodox Judaism is all about. And I would venture to say that some of the brightest minds of all time yep. were Orthodox Jewish people or religious people in general. I, I don't think that there's, there's a concept that you have to sacrifice from, from your intelligence, from your smarts, in order to, to be a believer. That there's, a, there's a movement like that. There's a progressive thinking like that. Yep. But it's absolutely untrue. You can be brilliant. And not only you can be brilliant, but I would say there's a requirement to be brilliant, to really yeah. appreciate who Maimonides was. Absolutely. 
Maimonides was one of the most brilliant people yep. that ever walked the face of this earth. And he was an Orthodox Jewish rabbi in the fullest, in, in, in every okay. aspect of that word. He, he didn't represent, he was a rationalist while being an Orthodox Jewish scholar, the greatest scholar that the Jewish people have had since, since Moses, perhaps. Yep. From Moses to Moses, there was no one like Moses, right. as the old saying goes. So I think that that was another goal of mine, that you can have an intelligent publication. Yep. And if we're not there yet, we'll thrive to be there tomorrow. But you don't have to give up on intelligence in order to have something that conforms with Orthodox Jewish beliefs, that conforms with Orthodox Jewish ethos, that conforms with, with Orthodox Jewish practices. You don't have to give up on that intelligence. So I want to, if I, if I may interrupt you for one second, because I think- You're not you interrupting me, go ahead. You have hit a raw nerve in the following sense. The, in, 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 in a some sense, the catalyst to this show was discussions I had with uh, Ben Shapiro and Dennis Prager. One point that came up is that we're living in a time, Rabbi Frankfurter, as you well know, uh, that the whole concept of religion uh, is being marginalized, is being taken away from people. And, and people feel, you know, in the broader uh, political sphere uh, that the, you know, the, the, the idea of religion being antiquated and medieval and parochial is a very dangerous thing. So what, your exact point, I think, is incredibly important. People like reading Ami and when, uh, people like myself and Ben, I think break the stereotype because they see a religious person, but they obviously see a broad, well-read person. And I think it, it's, it's a vitally important thing to dispel this movement of, you know, the founding fathers were then, now is now. And I think that's an unbelievably important point because it dovetails with the whole thesis of the show. Well, I appreciate that, Anthony. I want to tell you something. We have, we have a great movement now in the United States against racism. Yep. I support that. Um, a great movement against um, the against the discrimination of Asian Americans. I support yep. that. Sure. Um, Orthodox Jews, Hasidic Jews, Haredi Jews have never had such a type of movement. Yep. They believe we're powerful. Maybe we're wealthy. Um, so we don't need it. We do need it. For sure. So there has been a there ha and 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 I go more than that. Religious people in general, they need also to be spoken up. They just like the pilgrims of of old. We have become religious people in general. I'm not talking about Jewish people now. Sure. Religious people in general feel that there is a movement, a progressive movement, that's trying to um, marginalize. I would say. Yep. Um, their voices. And well, well I think that their voices, uh, I, I'm, I'm not saying that there should be the only voice in the, in the greater discussion of things, but they have a big contribution to make to all the greater discussions in the United States of America and the world in general. And those voices should not be silenced. There's a movement to silence them. There's a movement to shut us up, yep. shut other movements up. And there's been a movement in New York, um, which has backfired against our governor, to close our synagogues, mm -hmm. to close the churches, 
places of worship, and the United States Supreme Court has spoken up. So anyway, so making a, going off topic a little bit, because this is really not what we're, but let me just tell you about AMI Magazine. AMI Magazine mission, if I may say, sure. um, has many, it's many fold. There's an internal message. There's, we, of course, um, are geared, and most of our readers are Orthodox Jewish people. I'm not gonna say otherwise, sure. That's, those are the facts. But of course, we also have a message to the outside world. Um, we are read by politicians to see sure. what we have to say. There is a message to the outside world, hopefully read by people who have no affiliation with the Jewish community to see what Jews or the Jewish people right. um, think about things and, and debate amongst themselves and, and discuss. And I, we have interviews um, constantly with senators and, yeah. and, and public officials who are not from the Jewish community, and they have thanked us for the objectivity of, of the articles, including Senator Cruz, yep. who tweeted about the great interview that we did with him. So again, um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, you can focus in and take what I'm saying and, and narrow down on some of those points. But to make a long story short, when I started this publication, it was one of the missions were to really be a uniting force with the Jewish community, um, to have a voice. And that's a very tough thing. And I have to say something for the sake of your listeners. You may know this, but many of your listeners may not be aware of this. They may view Orthodox Jews as a monolithic group. Right. And, or even Haredi Jews for certain as a monolithic group. If you meet a person at the airport that's dressed in a black hat and a black jacket and have a beard like I do, they would think that everybody thinks alike. But there's nothing can be further than the truth. I right. have many little synagogue shtibloch on my street, yep. and they all think differently, and they all belong to a different rabbi, and they may, and they, we may look at them the same, but they all have their own customs. Right. And, and different perspectives on everything. So, so Ami Magazine tries to be that unif, not a unifying voice, but you can't be a, we try to find the common denominator, I would say. Right. Um, but again, we have our own perspectives on sure. various things, and we speak up. We try to speak up. We try to speak the truth the way we see it. Yep. Objective truth only God knows. God has. Yeah. But we try to say this truth the way we see it, and and hopefully it conforms with the real objective truth someplace up someplace up there. Well, I I, I mean I'm biased. I got to tell uh, our listeners that because I'm biased because of my uh, my friendship with you and as a, a reader, you know, for many years. Uh, but I think. What you've done um, is, is, and I want our listeners to appreciate this, is an unusual achievement because here's what's happening, at least from where I sit. Ami has become uh, certainly a leading voice, as you well said, not only uh, you know, amongst the Orthodox world, but it's become to the secular media and to pop culture uh, a litmus test of, uh, of, you know, I think a disproportionately powerful Dem uh, demographic group, but you also have somehow navigated something which is not easy, and that is, I think you and I have once spoken about it. There are folks um, that would would say we should be much more parochial. We shouldn't be talking about wider things. And what you what I what I see what Ami has done uh, is navigate that tightrope you know, in a very 
the diplomatic and a balanced way where you do the opinions which are clearly articulated so there is there's a you know you're not trying to placate everyone um i don't see uh finger pointing or pejorative you know no one's uh, sort of thrown under the bus but the level of the publication the uh the narrative itself from the content the semantics is you know high quality so it's it's a it's an unusual achievement given you know the the world i, I appreciate that i appreciate it. well first all, i, I want to just say something i'm not i'm one of the people that that um that aren't on board um my wife is a senior editor we have a very good team um a good team of writers a good team of editors and a good team of graphic artists advertising agents and a great team of readers who criticize us on a weekly basis. Um, everybody has their mission. I have my mission in the magazine and right. everybody in the magazine has their mission. I, I think, uh, you know, if somebody would ask me what I think my ultimate, you know, what my ultimate dream would be, I think defending the Orthodox community from outside criticism would be one of them. Um, I think there's, we have been unfairly targeted many, mm -hmm. many times. Yep. So to be that voice, to be able to have that opportunity um, to voice it. And I think that, I, I don't think it's enough appreciated. I have to tell you, Anthony, I don't think it's enough appreciated in our community, the importance of having a strong um, organ like that, to have a strong media outlet mm -hmm. to, to be, I don't think it's appreciated as much as I would like it to be appreciated. Yep. It's not, a, it's a source of entertainment as well. I'm not saying it, it serves a lot of purposes, just like a human being has, you know, he does a That's lot right. of different things in life and, 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 and plays a lot of roles. He's a, he's a son, he's a father, he's a, he's a brother, he's a sister, right. whatever the case a person plays, he may be an owner, he may be a boss, um, an employer, employee, um, a reader, writer, every person has many, many, um, has many, many identities, I would say. Even. Um, but, I, but I do think that it's important. It's very important, Anthony, to, to be able to be focused yep. and to understand that we play a certain role in the Orthodox Jewish community. And it's not only to be, an, uh, not only, as I said before, um, to be an, a source of entertainment, which is important. Mm -hmm. Not only to provide reading that we think conforms with our standards, right? We would like to have for our children, but to be out there, there's a lot of myth about the Orthodox Jewish community. Yep. There's a lot right. of allegations. Um, it has changed, by the way. I've been ten years in this business. The allegations have changed. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, then the animus is still there, but it's changed. It's been, it's been, it's gone from the bloggers saying certain things on on the thing. Now it's. Now it's the woke and it's yeah. the, it's the, it's cancel it's culture. Cancel culture. And it's coming from other places, the progressives, which have taken over. It, 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 there's a lot of movement, a lot of movement. I think that Corona COVID yep. has changed the world in a very, very dramatic way. I was going to touch on that. In what, what, it, it, let's, let's drill down on that because the, the I mean, is covered, uh, covered in an incredibly unique way from a lot of empirical stuff to addressing people's concerns. Tell me what you mean by that. Uh, I think, I think, um, I think, I don't think we can assess yet what COVID has done to our psyches. Yep. I don't think we can assess yet what COVID has done to our culture. 
yep. horizontal society. I don't think the Black Lives Movement protests were a result of the killing, one killing. We had yep. that, unfortunately, many, many times. Sure. It never triggered this type of reaction. I think the, and it was a horrendous, horrendous murder. Yep. Um, but but the but the or alleged murder, I should really yeah. say, it's going yeah. to go to trial now. But but the point of the matter is, um, we've had that in history. What we did not have in our in our um, lifetimes was COVID, and COVID, the lock the lockdowns, the power that politicians have taken for themselves to lock us down, to yeah. mandate certain things that they were uncertain of. And they're still uncertain of saying, don't wear masks, then wear masks and then mandating everybody to wear masks. It's only become a religion that if you don't wear a mask, then you're some kind of non-believer, that you're some kind of um, crazy Trumpian uh, guy. All these types of things. There's a lot of movement. I I think Donald Trump has started a movement. Now there's a counter movement to that. And we'll see where all this ends up. We're, we're We're in a very interesting historical times. No question. What I see from where I sit, and I want to, I'm interested because you, in a way, you have a similar position. There is, because of the quarantine, because people have been hunkered down, because people have been homebound, as a host of a podcast, you know, it's been a good thing in a way because people are listening. Um, But I also have found that people are a little more introspective, a little bit more soul searching because even people are completely disenfranchised from their spiritual connection it's very difficult to see that the entire world was put on pause and to think this just happened. So I, I, I don't know if you experience this, but I experience this. I speak on campus a lot. I mean, people are asking certain existential questions, which I didn't hear three, five, seven years ago. So I, if you want to look for a silver lining, I think at, the, at least from where I sit, uh, you know, there's some serious soul searching that I think this has caused. Um, you, you may, you may be, you may know that better than I do. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, you know, about the soul searching aspect because that's right. what you really do yep. for a living. <laughs> I don't get the feedback from our readers. Like, like you would, you would yeah. have the face to face interaction where sure. I don't have that. Um, we, we, we let our word out there and we let people, um, sometimes they, they, they react to what we say. And most of the yeah. time they don't. So you may have that benefit that I don't have um, by the soul search. I, 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 do, I do see a lot of things that are happening. Um, the censorship concerns me an awful lot. I was going to, yeah. Um, the, the, the seeking to quiet down voices that people disagree with. We, we face that from time to time. And what Twitter has done to Donald Trump, what they've done to many conservatives, um, I, I, I find it to be... I find it to be beyond the pale. And the unfortunate part is that Twitter has shut down right-wing criticisms, which work now in the favor of the people in power. Sure. Had they done the reverse, we, they would probably put an end to it. But I don't, can't see that they're putting an end to that um, until, until the other party is back in, in play or, yeah. or when the rights are going to try to sh- shut down the left. It's, it's, it's really, it's, it, you know, I, I think what the something which I've always, um, as an Orthodox Jewish person, something which has always, um, and as, I think as a human being, is uh, to have the right to speak out, not For to sure. shut us down. And um, you know, if you disagree, we can respectfully disagree. I mean, one of the things that both of you grew up with 
Anthony, both you and I, was the Talmudic debates. Sure. Um, debate is part of our, it, it runs in our blood. And to suppress debate, to yep. suppress the other vote is not only something which I find against the uh, United States Constitution, but against my own Constitution. No, 100%. What I'm, what I'm made of is to have debates. And if you disagree with me, hey, you know what? You may disagree with me, but don't try to silence me. I, I, that's one thing that drives me crazy. If somebody tries to silence the other person. It's and Donald Trump has been effectively silenced. And I, I find it to be uh, not a good thing. I'll, I'll go even further because the world that I come from, you know, being having a lot of, you know, uh, being in the trenches with a lot of young people, it's not only being neutralized and censored, it's if you don't believe what I believe, you're evil, you're bad. And it, it, it's, um, I've got to believe that, that there's a large chunk of people out there that intuitively have to believe that it's not fair and equitable to neutralize people. You know, you got the big tech have a tremendous power, but middle America, I've got to believe, I've got to be looking with fears what this country's evolving into a authoritarian, scary, you know, the, the, the whole constitution, the whole disposition of this country is changing. I, I, I 100% agree with that. I, I also think that that the, the sharing of different voices, different opinions, whether it's on the internet, whether yep. it's on social media, it's on Twitter, or it's in any other form, um, is a very important thing. I, I think if you and I have now this conversation, and I think both you and I will come out smarter from this conversation. Because you listen to, to what I... To what I had to say, and I listened to what you had to say. So dialogue is a very important thing. But if you if you don't shut down dialogue, so then it's only monologue. So you only want to hear what you knew before. So you're not going to become smarter because if if, you, if I'm going to tell you something 100%. that you haven't heard before, there's no reason for me or you to become smarter. I think that we have an important voice. Going back to Ami Magazine, because really that's where I'm coming from. Okay, I, I have an Orthodox Jewish voice. But I, I, I think I have a human voice. I have other things as well. I, I don't necessarily, sure. not everything that I, I, I not everything that I, I may, I may eat only kosher, but I do eat kosher steak. So the steak I eat <laughs> come with other people. So my, so my perspective is that the, um, I think that, I think it's a result of COVID. I don't know if you agree with me. Um, the silencing of, of voices, the whole movement that we're living in now, the absolute absurdity and the absurd times that we're living in. Crazy. Seems to be a, 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 a knee-jerk reaction to the, um, to the COVID crisis. Just, just once. Sure. Um, a knee-jerk re reaction to, to, to COVID. And, um, I, and, and I think we still don't know yet where, what the end result will be of, of this whole thing. I'll even take it maybe in a little bit of different direction. And that is, I'll tell you what concerns me as a, um, a person who's, who's, you know, has a profile, is out there speaking and interacting also with a large, broad range of different people. I'm deeply concerned with the degradation of morality. I'm deeply concerned with people, uh, the whole traditional family unit people are taking issue with. 
So a few weeks ago, I was asked to be the keynote speaker at a uh, at a retreat in Miami where the audience were Mormons. It's unbelievable how the folks that I was speaking to would share a lot of our philosophy about their concerns of um, good old values that I think the founding fathers uh, of this country really try to memorialize in the, in the constitution. And, you know, the, the slippery slope is dangerous because at, at, at what point does become complete anarchy? And I, I see it on campus. I see the real concern, if you really dig deep, is that I feel there's so many people without a purpose. If you don't have meaning, if you don't have a sense of a religious, it's an accountability, objective uh, morals, then, you know, as we say, you, you can be so open-minded, your brain falls out. Well, you're saying there's a lot of soul-searching now going on, right? So that's... That I pick up for sure. That's, so that's the positive... Um, so that's the positive um, outcome of the crisis that we're still living through. But again, um, there's I I may think that that you know the the move against racism, which is a very positive yep. good movement, agreed. Um, shouldn't be taken to extremes, of course. Um, is 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 one of the is 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 one of the good outcomes, but it's being yep. taken to an extreme now. Um, you know where where Dr. Seuss is being. Um, Bands and stuff. So you know, everything has its extreme moves, but it's going to settle someplace. It's going to settle someplace. Hopefully, the world will become a more tolerant place for yeah. people of color. Yeah. It will be more tolerant place for Asian for Asians. It will be more tolerant, at least from the Western the Western world. It will be more tolerant. Um, but will be will we ever be a perfect society, Anthony? I think that we're we're looking at messianic times where we have right. you know that's the ultimate goal um, is to have um, a messianic times, but, but we will always be struggling with those things I mean, until such time. But anyway, making a long, a longer story a little bit short, to put things a little bit into perspective, if I may. Sure. Because um, we, I, I'm not sure if I answered your original question. No, you, you, <laughs> you, you did, but you, you touched some key nuggets that I wanted to get to anyway. So it was terrific. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. Uh, okay. Thank you for that. Um, I, I think we can continue this conversation. That, you know, this is an ongoing conversation. Culture, the attacks, I think religious people. I, I, I want to tell you, so you mentioned something about, you said something before that I want to react to. We have a lot of things in common, Orthodox Jews. Right. And religious Jews in general have a lot in common with religious people in general. 100%. That's they may, we may have a lot of things in common with religious people more than sometimes that we have with liberal Jews. People don't know that. There's a lot of things that, that concern religious people. Our allies, you're involved with the Agudas Israel, I think you were yeah. involved. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so a lot of their allies yeah. and many of the lawsuits were the Catholics, yep. the Muslims, and so Dallas. throughout the world, when Shechit is under attack, when, sure. when Jewish slaughter is being under attack, or it's being attacked, the Muslims are in the same are in the same boat in, in, in England and, and, and in Europe yep. and Holland or wherever the case may be, or circumcision. So you have there's a lot of things that religious people are united about. There's a common voice on the, on many things, and not not in everything, of course. Um, but we do have a united front. Israel, the attorneys yep. can tell you that better than anybody else. Yeah. And um, and and there are, and I can say that as well. But there's a lot of things that I, I speak to um, religious non-Jewish people. What concerns 
our publication about religious values is what concerns them as well. So there's a lot of things, that, you know, there's overlap. Um, we're Jewish, we're Orthodox, we're yes. religious. We have things that we fight for. We fight for the security of the state of Israel, which is a very important thing for you, Anthony. I know that very we've much. given you a platform in our publication yeah, regarding that. I know that concerns you an awful lot. Yep. And so that's something that, that concerns you. It's something which concerns us, the security of the state of Israel. Now that we have a new administration, we felt a little bit comfortable yeah. with Donald Trump in, in office. We hope, God willing, that President Biden is going to prove himself to be a good friend of the, of, of the state of yeah. Israel as well. And, and, and for the security of its people, which is the most important part. There's many, many Jewish people living today in Israel, I think six million. Yeah, just about. So we need we need to think about the, their security as well. Um, so there's so much to discuss. Go ahead, just but ask you, me. A question. You, you, you hit an incredibly interesting point. The perception, and I know because I spoke to people before, knowing that you were going to come on the show, just to get a sense, um, just to canvas people's sentiments. I, the, I, I don't think that people realize that there is a lot more in common that we have as, as, uh, as Orthodox Jews with religious folks of, of, of other religions, then, you know, the, the more, uh, sort of secular left-wing liberals amongst our, you know, amongst our religion, because it's a long discussion. I've spoken with a lot of people about this, but my sense, and I'm going to say, throw, a you know, a, a little bit of a, maybe a controversial bomb out there is that, you and I, I believe, believe that there's, after this journey called life, there's a sense of accountability of um, our time in this world. We've got a, the instructions for living of how to, how to live this, and that tells us whether we're on track or not. If one doesn't have that, what I find as someone who speaks on campus a lot, who's involved in, in radio, et cetera, is that there are other isms and there are, there are a lot of political drives which replace, uh, you know, replace what we do on, on, from a spiritual quest. And it almost becomes a religion to, uh, to people that don't, you know, that are not that affiliated. And I think there's a tremendous animosity because, uh, you know, the, if, if, if that's the tension I see in, in, a, in a lot of uh, more secular Jews uh, that, I think a lot of, at least I feel on campus and speaking to a lot of folks out there, I think they spent a long time drinking the Kool-Aid of what pop culture imparts. And when you sit down with them, if, and, and, you know, if tensions are not too high and you help dispel a lot of the things that they've embraced as either not true or, or frankly dangerous, they, uh, a lot of them are left, you know, with, uh, with a lot of confusion because they feel, you know, they also feel that they've been sold uh, the Brooklyn Bridge because when you point out that not everything that's coming out of the social media or some of the other uh, Western media uh, sources is gospel. I appreciate what you're saying. And I'm, let me respond this way. I mean, I'm my, my specialty is not outreach. I don't, right. I don't engage um, overtly in outreach. Uh, if we do any outreaches because of the publication and sure. maybe, you know, somebody, every person engages in outreach in certain ways um, by being a, a, a good person right. um, other, that others can emulate, which is which is part of, of what our task is in life, especially as Orthodox Jews and especially as Jewish people. 
we have been tasked to be a light onto nations, and and, sure. um, and 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 so we do that. Um, so I'm not into outreach, but I will tell you one thing. I think what has been proven over and over again that Judaism and Orthodox Judaism, which to me is almost the same, um, Judaism has proven itself to survive all these other isms. And actually, it's an interesting thing. I mean, somebody once pointed out from all the isms that arose in the 1930s and the 1940s, the only thing that really remained was Zionism, yeah. uh, was Israel. I mean, it, it all almost bankrupted right away. So, that, But making a long story short, we have survived all these years, not because we're people from the book or from antiquity. We're not remnants from antiquity. Some people may look at us as remnants from antiquity. We're not, because we have a message for current society. That's why we're still here. And we not only do we have a message, we are modern. We are modern in the sense where we have never grown old. Had we grown old, we would not have this podcast, Anthony. We would be sure. sitting in some kind of dark basement. And 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 perhaps practice our religion, not practice our religion. We're out there having a podcast conversation um, with you on the Anthony Gordon show because of one reason and one reason only, because the message that we have has ne never become old. Excellent. Our message is a message that's contemporary. It's vibrant. It's alive. You are proof of that. Omni magazine is proof of that. You mentioned Ben Shapiro. He's proof of that. Yep. Ben Shapiro is out there, not because he's holding on to something very old at the same time that he's holding on to something new and, and trying to make a balance. No, what he's holding on to, that old thing has a contemporary message. And that contemporary message has never gotten old. And that is the miracle, not only of the Jewish people, but that's the miracle of the Bible. That's the yep. miracle of the Torah. It has never gone, it has never grown stale. It has never become stale. Um, the reason why religious people will always be there, and it has, there's been many movements to try to suppress it. Now it's maybe on the progressive, uh, whatever sure, sure. you want to call it, culture, whatever you want to call the movement now. But it will stay there, not because, not because we are stubborn, we are stiff-necked, but because the message that we have is for contemporary people. And I think that when you- Excellent point. Going back to, I'm sorry. No, it's an excellent point. We've stood the test of time. If it wasn't germane, if it wasn't relevant, you, you're correct. We, it, we did not withstand the time because our time, you know, um, I think Rupesham Shafal Hirsch phrased it one way. Um, you know, the, the der, it's Torah and their hairs. The their hairs keeps on changing and but the Torah is there, so the culture keeps on changing. I know in my ten years that I've been publishing the, the magazine, we went from from the blogs to social media. Right. The bloggers are all gone today. Yeah. I remember the bloggers. I was fearful of, yeah. scared what they're going to say. Always attacking us. You know, they're gone. Yeah. They're... But we're still here. Now we're tired. They're being attacked on social media, on Twitter, and other things. And we're still going to remain after Twitter shuts down and, and somebody else or it's going to be parlor or whatever else is going to come in, mm -hmm. its, in its place. And something will be coming in this place very soon. 
it will, will still be out there. My point is, my point is, we have a message, and that's something which I felt, and I feel. If you ask me what I feel successful about, since we published, since we started the publication, we founded this um, five years, uh, ten years ago. I'm sorry. So, if you if you look back, Yitzchak, ten years down the road, and say, Anthony, this I can say are the achievements that I'm very proud of. What would they be? You mean now? What now. I think now is my biggest achievement? Ten years since you've cut the ribbon and you look back. Oh, okay. What I think my biggest achievement is, I think to be able to prove, I think going back, I, th- I think I, I may be narrow-minded in this, but this is my, this is my thing, that you don't have to be stupid to be orthodox. No, On the contrary. Not. To be orthodox, you have to be very smart. Yeah. To be religious, you have to be very smart. To appreciate what religion teaches you, to appreciate what 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 the Bible teaches you, to be to appreciate what the Talmud teaches you, what religion in general teaches you, what Maimonides teaches you. Maimonides cannot be understood by by an average mind, no, and no, nor can the Talmud. To really appreciate what they teach you, you have to be very smart. And I think to be a Jewish a a Jewish person. In today's society, you have to be smart. Now, I'm not saying everybody's smart. In this, you know, mm-hmm. everybody practices Judaism as the brightest person. I'm not going to make that grandio- grandiosity claim. But I do think that we can be a Jewish Orthodox publication. So for me, the biggest accomplishment that you don't have to sacrifice on your intelligence to have a good Orthodox Jewish publication. You can be Orthodox Jewish and be, and be intelligent. Now, some people will, will pounce on us as you're not intelligent. Some people may have criticisms on us that we publish certain articles that they, don't, they disagree with us, et cetera. But I do believe that we have to be there out there every single week and publishing a smart Jewish publication to show the world and to show our readers and show that you could be smart yeah. and you could be intelligent. And on the contrary, as I said before, I don't want to repeat myself, that to be a good Jew, you have to be an intelligent person. So I'll tell you why I think you've accomplished this. And I'm saying this in, in again, there's no flattery here. I'm, I'm a graduate of an Ivy League school. I think you know who, who my uh, yes, cont- yes. <laughs> contemporaries are. Don't, you know, don't, compare, don't compare your credentials to mine because I feel very <laughs> humbled. Uh, but I look around. I was at the White House for the Hanukkah party and, and, and what Tux has achieved in terms of the, the, you know, it's a tremendous inroads there. Um, you've got a miniature shark tank type thing. You've got, it's a broad, it's tremendous, it's a tremendous uh, accomplishment. I want to be respectful of your time. And, and here's a couple of the, of, of closing questions, which I think, forgive me if they loaded, but I think that any, I always try and put myself in the mind's eye of our listeners. Here's what they would probably be, be thinking. You've got the editor in chief of Army magazine on your show. If Rabbi Frankfurter had an open sesame to write an editorial for the New York Times. You have a blank page knowing that this is a major publication. Can you tell our listeners what are some of the points that you would like uh, to memorialize in a major editorial knowing that it's going to be read by millions of people you know, outside of the, the basic demographic cohort that reads Ami magazine? It's, it's the flip side of a question that I sometimes ask people is, what would be your TED Talk? I think to allow us to, to join the table of, of dialogue, to allow us to, to listen to us, 
Um, again, liberalism should not shut down conservative voices. Um, liberalism should not shut down religious voices, should not shut down Orthodox Jewish voices. I think that um, my basic message was that we have a lot to add to the dialogue. I wouldn't say you have to listen to us. I would never have that guts. I would never have that chutzpah to say, listen to our, our perspective, that we have it, we got it right. But I would say, but I do have the chutzpah to say, we want a seat at the table. And I think we deserve a seat at the table. And I think once you give us that seat at the table, you'll be surprised that we're not as antiquated as you may think we are, that we have a very contemporary voice. Um, I think the message that I would have for the New York Times, for all progressives, for all liberal types, for people who have are very suspicious of religious perspectives, listen, and don't try to shut them down. And I think you'll be surprised by the insights that you may gain, even if you disagree with us. So I'll, I'll tell you this much as someone who's very involved, as you well know, in community activities, who's an avid reader. <clears throat> I think that uh, I, I think that you should walk tall, knowing uh, that you, I look at Ami ten years later. You've played a very important role in breaking down stereotypes, uh, in dispelling erroneous myths about this notion of parochial. Uh, antiquated religion you have um, um, you've the quality as well is cutting edge um, it's 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 a terrific achievement my final question is unrelated perhaps it's, it's connected to army magazine but it's to my friend rabbi yitzhak frankfurt and that's the question i like to ask guests you're at your 99th birthday party the chocolate cake comes out with 99 candles significant other, your family, your close friends, some folks from the office, and the boom mic is moving around the table, and the most important people uh, in your life are sharing some thoughts for the video. What do, you want, what do you want them to be saying about you? I don't want them to say that we're perfect, because um, we're not. And um, I, I think that we have, uh, you know, it's, it, it was an unexpected question, so, but, so, but I, I think I got it. So you, you've had the intestinal fortitude to take the road less traveled, and you've traveled very, very successfully. I'm not trying to persuade people to, to adopt my perspective. What I am trying to do is to be heard and right. not to be silenced. So to have the courage of my convictions, I think that people should say that Omni Magazine has been unrelenting in its courage and in, um, in sharing its, their views and, and not, not, back, not backing down, not backing down. We've, you have a lot of, we have a lot of pushback sure. and not, not to back down because of the pushback, to be out there and to be very courageous. I think that's a very important part of it. So I want to thank you for your time. You're a good man. You're a good friend. I think, amongst other things that I think you've done and we've said about innuendo is that there is people that self-censored, that become intimidated by the fact that they're folks that might neutralize them. And I think they've, 
you've continued uh, against, I'm sure, a lot of pressure, a lot of internal and external vicissitudes to to forge forward. You've achieved uh, a, a, a terrific a magazine, become a, a thought leader and uh, a conduit for so many people. Continued success should go from strength to strength. And uh, hopefully when we, when we have our next rendezvous, we'll be talking about AMI television, AMI media, and, and uh, really bring up to touch people in, in all corners of the world. I just want to tell you one little thing, if I may, before I end this conversation. Can I share one thing with you? You can, you can cut it out if you, if, if you sure. like. <laughs> um, this one little thing. I remember once I went to a, to when I was very young, I was just starting out in business, I went to a real estate brokerage course. Yeah. And I remember the, it was a Century 21 office. I remember the guy was giving a, spe- a little you know, talk yeah. to future brokers. And he was telling everybody, stay away from your own community. Don't do it in your own community. Don't sell homes in your own community because you'll get into fights with sellers, with buyers. Try to sell homes in the next block. I managed to violate everything this man has advised <laughs> me. I, I, my publication is in every Jewish home. Yeah. Um, I have no privacy. I've lost everything. I, I, I've <laughs> selling my neighbor. I've lost my my ability to 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 just be a regular guy on, on the street. Um, so it there was a sacrifice for sure. But I think I think and the ultimately you want to think that you sacrifice something. You sacrifice your privacy. Yeah. You sacrifice your ability to be to be a, an anonymous person. Um, you sacrifice it for a greater good. For sure. And for me, the greater good is Am Yisrael, mm-hmm. Chai. And for me, the greater good is to be a defender of my people, Ami. Yep. Be it a to be with you on the show to be able to have to defend our people's values, religious values, their security, and anything that Anthony Gordon can think of <laughs> that is our mandate. I hope, God willing, that we should be able to do that for many, many more years. And I thank you for the opportunity. Amen, amen. It's been an honor and a pleasure and continued success. Thank you so much, Anthony. Appreciate Beautiful. it. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.